Parshas Yisro, Rabbi Shmuel Golden. As the dramatic moment of revelation approaches, thunder and lightning break forth, a thick cloud envelops Harsinai, and a powerful rising blast of the shofar is heard. Against this back- backdrop, God summons Moshe to the summit of Harsinai, where the following strange dialogue takes place. God commands Moshe, Raid Ha'edbam, go down and warn the people lest they break through to God, lest they come too close to see what's happening during Matan Torah, and many of them will fall. Moshe responds, Lo yuchalom, the nation cannot ascend Harsinai. You've already warned us. Ki for you have already warned us, create a boundary around the mountain and sanctify it. They know they can't get too close. I need not go down again. God simply responds, Lech raid, v'aliso atavah go down. And then come back up, you and Aaron as well. No sooner, however, does Moshe descend Harsinai and deliver God's message than revelation begins. How are we to understand this puzzling dialogue and the events that unfold immediately thereafter? Why does God summon Moshe to the summit of Harsinai only to immediately command him to go down and issue a warning which B'nai Israel have already received? Why is the reiteration of this warning necessary in the first place? And if it is necessary, why doesn't God simply tell Moshe to give it to the nation without ascending, seemingly needlessly needlessly ascending and descending the mountain? When Moshe objects that the people have already been warned, why doesn't God answer substantively? He simply seems to offer the frustrating response, which we often give our children, do it because I told you so. God promises that Moshe will ascend the mountain again, together with Aaron, to apparently to experience revelation. And yet no sooner does Moshe go down and deliver God's message to the nation than God, seemingly without warning, launches into the Aseris Adibros and begins the process of revelation. In our mind's eye, we can almost picture Moshe running towards the mountain, frantically waving and shouting, wait, don't start without me. I'm supposed to be up there. Now, some authorities do maintain, in spite of textual evidence to the contrary, that Moshe does ascend the mountain before Matan Torah begins. Other scholars, however, accept the pshat of the text that this great leader is at the foot of the mountain as God begins to speak to the people. For these commentaries, the question remains, why does God orchestrate Moshe's movements preparatory to Matan Torah in such a strange way? A number of interesting interpretive twists are proposed by the commentaries as they attempt to explain this interchange. The Archaim, for example, suggests that God reiterates the warning of Hagbalah because he's concerned of the, over the nation's potential for religious zeal. He's afraid that they will be willing to risk their lives for a moment of spiritual ecstasy, and he says to them that that kind of religious escapism is not what he wants. The people's role instead is to live in and sanctify the physical world. The Rashbam, wrestling with the Pshad of the event, suggests that Moshe doesn't object when God commands him to reiterate the warning. After all, it's, warning, it's natural to reiterate warnings at critical moments. But rather, you're saying, I don't understand, Akadosh Baruch Hu. You told us not to approach the mountain. Now you're saying, lest we see, is there an additional concern with viewing the mountain even from afar? To which God responds, no, only a concern that they come close. None of these approaches, however, address why God would command Moshe to ascend and descend the mountain without reason. Nor do they explain why God suddenly commences Matan Torah once Moshe has come down the mountain without allowing him the opportunity to ascend again. A surprising answer to these questions is offered in the Medrash Rabbah. With striking candor, the Medrash entertains the notion that the, God is actually giving 
busy work to Moshe at this point, motivated by an external concern. God is concerned that if Moshe is present at the summit of Har Sinai during Matan Torah, the B'nai Israel will be uncertain as to whether the law actually emanates from God or from Moshe, from a divine or human source. He therefore directs Moshe to the descend the mountain and issue the warning, even though that warning is unnecessary. In this way, he ensures that Moshe is at the foot of the mountain and the divine origin of the law is clear. A final, entirely different approach can be suggested to this strange sequence of events. Perhaps God wants Moshe to learn a critical lesson that will speak to leadership throughout Jewish history. At the onset of Matan Torah, Moshe, your place is with the people at the base of Harsinai. There will be a time when you will ascend, and your leadership role will raise you above the nation. But now, as things begin, your place is with them, learning the very lessons they're learning. Remember always that true leadership is marked by connection to the people. You must rise to leadership from their midst. God's methods thus become clear in retrospect. In effect, he says to Moshe, when I commanded you to reiterate the warning to remain at the mountain's base, when I refused to explain myself, when I manipulated your presence at the bottom of the ba- at the base of Har Sinai during the onset of Revelation, it was because this time, Moshe, I was speaking to you. I wanted you to come to realize on your own that at this most critical moment of your nation's history, your place is with the people, that the rules which apply to them apply to you, that you must always be connected to those who are entrusted to your care. Learn these lo- lessons well, Moshe and your leadership will endure.